Hello and welcome to Providence Podcast, Heart, Mind, Body, Soul. I'm Yvonne Providence and I'm just excited about what God is doing, even during this pandemic and all the things going on in the world. When you just look to God, you just see his hand in so many ways. Can you believe that we're already uh, closing out the month of September? October is staring us in the face. And before you know it, we'll be hitting uh, some of our major holidays. My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. It's just a time to be thankful. And then Christmas is knocking at our door and then the new year. I know sometimes with all the stuff going on, it's hard to forecast and look down the road, but sometimes it's just good to do that, to know uh, we know that seasons are going to change. And um, you can, if you look, you can always see a silver lining in the dark clouds. Well, we're in episode nine. And before we dig in, I just always would like to just thank you for your feedback, your support. Uh, your uh, Thank you for sending in your prayer requests, as well as um, your uh, testimonies, your answers to prayer. Um, so um, I just want to encourage you to continue to do that. I'd like to partner with you in celebrating uh, the testimonies. The best way to communicate that with me is through my email, ProvidenceLifeCoaching at Yahoo.com or my Facebook it's at Providence Life Coaching. Or the podcast, it's Y.Providence Heart, Mind, Body, Soul. Spotify, Y.Providence Heart, Mind, Body, Soul. And on Anchor, you can type in Yvonne Providence and type in Heart, Mind, Body, Soul, and it'll come up. So that's just a little intro before we really get into this episode. This episode is something interesting. I have to be honest, I kind of wrestled with this one because um, I would say this is a tight word, but the Lord really, um, he just really pressed on my heart to, um, to talk about it. So we are going to talk about it. <clears throat> There's a song, um, it came out in the 70s. I don't know why God keeps giving me songs. It's not like I'm a song buff. But anyway, in the 70s, there was this song called um, Ball of Confusion by The Temptations. And the song, there were li- lyrics that said, and it goes like this, Run, 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 but your show can't hide. Yeah, uh-huh, that was in my mind. I'm like, okay, run, 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 but your show can't hide. Um, so with that this episode, we're going to take a peek into Jonah, the prophet's life. Um, When God instructed him to go to Nineveh to give a warning to the people, and and then when he finally went and did it, he was upset about the outcome. Before we dig deep into this, let's go before the throne of grace. Let us pray. Father God, have mercy upon us. Thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies that you give us, give to us each day. Thank you that you are a loving God, a patient God, and a, a forgiving God. Father, alone 
you are sovereign and we thank you that you first loved us thank you for jesus thank you for new mercies every day holy spirit we invite you into this episode we ask for wisdom knowledge and understanding as we walk through this passage we ask that you would open our ears to hear our hearts to receive what the Spirit is saying to the church, the body of Christ, in this season. Father, we are striving to be not just hearers of your rhema word, your right now word, but doers in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. I have a few questions that I'm going to throw at you, and it, it's here are the questions. Is there a call on your life to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ? And would you rather not? Have you been identified by God to be a mouthpiece, a spokesperson for him, and you have decided that you wouldn't take on that responsibility? Have you gotten instructions from the Lord to do something for him and have not done it? Are you dodging God? Are you dodging the call on your life to the point your disobedience is causing others around you to be caught up in your whirlwind? Do you consider yourself God's boy or God's girl and you have become a bratty, demanding kid in your relationship with the Lord to where you don't like his outcome in a situation and now you are upset with him? Lastly, did you make a vow with with the Lord and now running from the task that you vowed God that you vowed God that you would do just kind of ponder on that for a minute those are some strong questions and um, maybe it fits and maybe it doesn't but retract the um, the um, the episode and let those sink in and, and when you retract the episode to hear the questions again be tuned into the Holy Spirit just to make sure that you're not forgetting something or overlooking something that God has called you to do well here's some exciting stuff the good news is there are prophets and chosen people of God in the Bible that did the same or similar had the similar behavior this is where we're going to talk about God's prophet Jonah. So we're going to go, let's go to Jonah. Jonah is found in the Old Testament and starting at the first chapter one, verse one. And this time I, I need to read it through because I want to pull out some points and I didn't have a way to kind of sum it up. So, um, you know, get your pencil paper, get your learning hat on or teaching hat and let's just be open to the Lord. So it reads, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, I'll give you a little history. Jonah, they're part of uh, Israel's, Israelites, so they're like the chosen people. And Nineveh, they're um, Gentiles, so they're like, um, well, they're not the chosen people. But God, um, God loves them, so he, he wants to send a word of warning to them. So verse 3, so um, when God told Jonah to 
go to Nineveh and give them that word because he's uh, Jonah's one of God's prophets. Well, Jonah, it says that and Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tashish. Well, he ran the total opposite way of what God had told him to do. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the uh, fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tashish to flee from the Lord. God told him to go. I'll just use the illustration. He said, go, go to the east, and he went west. Have any of us done that? Verse 4, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. Now, they weren't even the same God. They, they were, this was not the God of gods. They were crying out to their idols. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, Hey, how are you asleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the, and the lot fell on Jonah. Verse 8, so they asked him, Tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for, uh, for, you, for us. What do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? Jonah answers, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, What should we do to you to what should we do to you to make the, the sea calm down for us? Jonah, pick me up and throw me into the sea. <laughs> he replied, and it will become calm. I know that that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried to the Lord, O oh Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, O oh Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. That right there is a lot to think about when uh, someone is in your midst, and um, it's kind of like, you know how you ever saw, you ever heard people say, a cloud follows them, or there's always a dark cloud around people, or there's always drama around a lot of people, uh, around um, people, and you'd rather not have anything to do with them, or you just kind of put up with it. Well, you got to think about it and, and ask those questions. Who is your God? Who do you serve? Where are you from? Even in your household, you may have people that is find out what God they serve, and they may say serve the same God, our Jehovah. And if there's a call in their life, God is, uh, uh, you know, pressing in to say, okay, it's time. It's time to make a choice. It's it's time to rise up. And I love you enough to chastise you to bring you to yourself. Amen.
So verse 17. Uh, but the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the fish three days and three nights. Look, God's still taking care of Jonah, even though Jonah uh, just just being a rebel toward God. Now, this is where it gets really good. We're in chapter 2, and Jonah prays. Now, Jonah, he, he's coming to himself. So he says, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord, my God. When my life was ebbing ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. There's a good point here to say, no matter what you think you've done is so bad that God can't forgive, God is a loving God, a merciful God. He, he loves us enough. It's almost like if he doesn't, if, if God isn't uh, chastising us, well, I'll just say it this way. The word of God says that he chastises those that he loves. So in this particular passage, Jonah had a relationship with God to where even in his area er, error, he did not allow his circumstance to not cry out to his God. And he knew God well enough to ask for forgiveness. Um, and then he also knew enough to thank him because he knew confidently that God would respond. And so in your situation, don't allow the enemy or your conscience to say, you're, you're not worth it. You, you made too many wrongs. No, let God be the judge. Come out of your uh, wherever those dark places are and um, get back on track with the Lord. He's, he's got a, a lot of great things in store for you. So let's jump into chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. Now it's interesting. He goes into the town. He says it pretty much one time in 40 days. uh, there's going to be an overturn, and immediately these uh, people that maybe didn't have the relationship like 
Jonah did, they were like, whoa, God has spoken. And so immediately they, they, they go into a posture of humility and uh, seeking God for forgiveness. I'm going to jump over to, um, um, we're in chapter three. I'm going to jump over to uh, verse nine. Uh, let's see. Yeah, verse 9. Uh, well, I'll sum it up a little bit. So the king, he here, he makes it, the, the, the king of Nineveh, he makes a decree and he tells everybody we're going to go on a fast, you know, um, just everybody, you know, um, the men, the beasts, the flock. Uh, he said, he said in so many words, don't taste, take anything in. Uh, we're not going to eat or drink. We are going to go before the Lord and we, we're just going to pray that God will hear our cry, have compassion and forgive us and, and he'll turn his anger away. That was the, that was the king's uh, desire um, or hope um, as he told the people, we're going to cry out to the Lord. So verse 10, when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. So right here, this is a good example. Just humble yourself, turn from whatever you're doing that you know is not pleasing God. Go before him. He's a loving God. He's a compassionate God. And he has a great plan for your life. So he just uh, needs you to get on get on the same page as him so chapter four now this is where i'm talking about uh, sometimes being so close to god you are not appreciate you cannot appreciate the sovereignty of god so verse four chapter i mean chapter four verse one but jonah was greatly displeased and became angry now he got mad at god's decision <laughs> He prayed to the Lord, Oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. Tarshish. I knew that you are, you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, have you any right to be angry? Now, mind you, Jonah, whatever the relationship he had as a prophet of God, he had this kind of conversation with God. Um, and on the man side, the, the man side of things, you see how quick he wanted to just wipe out a city? I don't get that. Only thing I get is in our natural mind, we are just sin. Um, we are nothing but clay and dust. And so when we don't uh, put our minds in Jesus or keep our minds in Jesus, it is so easy to be in the natural. So I was just, I'm, when I looked at this, I'm like, Jonah's talking to God like, I'd rather you just kill him. Anyway, so verse five, uh, Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. Now he's out here pouting. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. He's still trying to convince God to, 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 uh, to destroy it. 
and mainly I guess because he had to come and give the word he got a little high of himself Um, anyway so six then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his um, discomfort and Jonah was very happy about the vine just spoiled um, and God's still taking care of his prophet. But at, at dawn, the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But Jonah said to, but God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. He's just spoiled. (laughs) But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Wow. This is a great story to really chew on. A lot of a lot of good nuggets. And a lot of takeaway. I guess I would say what I would want to leave with you on this episode is One, God is a loving God, and there's nothing that we've done that is so horrific that as long as we come to him, ask for forgiveness, and um, thank him for who he is, I'm certain that he is a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, six hundred chances. I also get from this that There's a scripture that says it's better not to make a vow than to break it with God. And so I would say if you made a vow with the Lord, then it is is good to go to him to complete it. And then the last piece I'll say is in this illustration, God is showing Jonah that Jonah, even though he was God's prophet, he did not have the same heart as God when it came to the compassion and the love of creation and the people. He put a lot of his um, value in, in this case it was showing nature, something that was going to benefit him. So this is just my little twist on it. Um, I'm sure that there's deeper revelation or um, more to this that you could get out of it, more to the story. But I would just say in the case of Jonah, don't run. Stop running because we know that we cannot hide from God. Amen. Well, friends... Until next time, we'll close out and we will just say what we always say. 
Peace be our journey. God bless you. Love you.